This is episode 40 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Reminding you that God is in charge today and every day. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Oh, it's so spooky. It is so scary. And sometimes it's spooky and scary to even bring the topic up. The subject (laughs) of, okay, October 31st. See, I didn't (laughs) even even say say it it again. (laughs) But it's one of those things. Okay, we all have our opinions, I think, Mm -hmm. on this one. And uh, I don't know who wants to start on their (laughs) opinion of how we as Christians and believers look at that October 31st day. Okay, well, I'll start by saying I believe your personal convictions are your own. Right. And, And if you have a personal conviction about this, that's fine. I also believe that as believers, it's our job to recognize that other people might have personal convictions that are different than ours, Mm. and that's okay. I think that if you're celebrating the good stuff about Halloween without getting into demonic forces and evil things, that Jesus is okay with that. For me, I love trick-or-treaters. It's like my favorite day of the year. We are the house with the full-size candy bars. I know all the kids by their first name. I get so excited to see what they're dressed up as year to year. I buy special candy for the girl down the street who I know has a bunch of food allergies. I mean... I can't wait for them to come to the door. I keep a tally mark of how many we have every year. <laughs> and as as scripture tells us to love our neighbors, what an opportunity they're coming to our door yeah. and we get to love them. I love loving my neighbors. Mm. At least that one night a year, I know I'm going to see a whole bunch of them. You know, it's just it's so fun for me. And so in that regard, I love it. Now, do we decorate? I have like a uncarved pumpkin at the front door and I've got like this cute pumpkin inflatable that I'll put up. We don't do anything like really scary. And I have been kind of caught off guard this year, especially by the amount of scary and Mm. macabre decorations that I've seen around the neighborhood. And I wonder, like, are are kids going to have nightmares over this kind of stuff? So there are things about the holiday that bother my soul. Yeah. But I think the way that I go about it, my celebration of the holiday, I don't think is unbiblical. Yeah. And I like what you brought up about, like, there is so much of that darkness around, and it's about what you're celebrating. So when I was really tiny, we did all, my brothers and I and parents, go out as a family. But one of us got really scared. One of the younger ones got really scared about something. And so the other two couldn't go anymore. They couldn't do trick-or-treating because one, the youngest, got scared. Is that you, Timothy? And so, anyways, (laughs) the others might have been a little, I don't know, for a while. But, like, as a family, we did different things. We did things at home because, like you said, Therese, there's scary stuff out there. And even more so now, like you mentioned, it's, it's getting more and more intense sometimes. And so we didn't do that outward Halloween stuff for a while. When I got older, was able to appreciate it 
uh, as like still a little kid and have fun with the decorations and things, it did become something that we, within reason, did again as a family together. And a lot of special memories happened that way. I, the wisdom I see in that is knowing your own family, knowing your own, uh, the temperament of maybe your kids and knowing your own area. If there's a place where you can go that is less on that really dark, scary side. And if there are some neighborhoods or even functions like churches have that just focus more on, on the fun aspect, because Halloween is a holiday and you can celebrate it multiple ways. Like I'll just say, how about I change that sentence? Christmas is a holiday and you can celebrate it multiple ways. Mm -hmm. I think the potential to dishonor Christ is stronger at Christmas time than it even is in Halloween in some regards. I mean, you hear you have a holiday with his name in it and how much credit is he getting a lot of the time? In fact, in a lot of ways, we might, I mean, is it too much of a stretch to say that we can celebrate Christmas in a way that takes his name in vain. So I think really, like you said, I mean, many times it's just saying the same thing, but it's, it's the way it's done. It's the heart. It's the, the convictions being followed through and and knowing your own family. Yeah. I'm on that same page as far as uh, what you said to, well, both of you said personal conviction, and it's always a matter of the heart with the Lord. And I always like to bring up cases of like, Hey, what if, and this is a what if, but it really happens, uh, and I've seen it happen, Uh, what if, on the personal conviction, a a church itself does an outreach for the community uh, and the neighborhood, which obviously in any community, any neighborhood, there's going to be unchurched people. So what they do is they go out, and I've seen this happen at our church, where you go out and you have a huge Halloween night a program at the church with fun things for the kids in the hallways and yeah. different things. And they dress up and they're, you know, that's the kind of thing. But here's the deal. You get the unchurched into your church to have some fun and games and things uh, age appropriate and everything else appropriate for the kids. And at the end, you walk into the sanctuary and again, they have an age appropriate program, short to the point and the gospel message. And you have parents who obviously come with their kids and the parents hear the gospel message and the before unchurched now go, huh, Hmm. this is different. I never heard this perspective. And they attend church and they give their life to Jesus and they become regular church members and great contributors to the not only the church, but to the community, all starting on a Halloween Let's come do this church Mm. thing and get our kids. So that's a what if that does happen. I've seen it happen. So, Mm. again, matter of the heart, uh, personal perspective. If you don't want to take part in any of that, just like you both have said, that is fine. And I respect that and don't do it. But at the same time, if people want to do it with the right heart and it draws people to Jesus somehow, you think God's above using anything and everything for his glory? No, God can do all things. That's right. Feel free to stick around a while. We love it when you're here. This is Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Well, I've lived long enough to uh, know not to ask certain age questions of a female. So, Therese, the youthful <laughs> Therese, I will not <laughs> ask you any questions. This will be oh, directed. <laughs> this this will be directed toward the uh, very youthful. I think we can all agree the youngest of the three of us, mm. but not childish. Uh-oh. Not childish. Uh-oh. Just, Uh-oh. I, th- I just, appreciate that. Just youthful Tim okay. to see if you are indeed getting 
old. Huh. You know, there's certain yeah. signs that happen, and I looked at this list, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, check, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh -oh. so, so I just want to make sure. Here's uh, number it. one test. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim, question. Uh, do you still have a VCR in your home? <laughs> oh. Nope. That has been. Haven't seen that for a little while. All right, you're good. Uh, have you been finding yourself saying, "When I was your age," to other people? Wow, have, not, have not so much. I like I my I got yeah. my first try of it once, and it was kind of right. like this little rush, but okay. no, not a All lot. Right. Not now a this lot. is something that oh, on a deal. Okay, do you? find yourself taking much and i say much much longer to get up after you're down you know like much like longer you sit that, in a chair yeah, a chair oh. bed whatever it, or you that still like sounds, bounce out uh, no that, that sounds kind of scary all right yeah. okay well it can be believe me oh, uh, no. how about do you find yourself yelling people go Hey, slow down when they're driving down the street. Are, and, does that happen yet? No, no. Not yet. I, I see other people doing it, though. Yeah, You're telling okay. me it's coming. You're good. It's... And finally, are you ever offered a senior discount oh. just on site? Oh. I mean, just like that. You okay? No, but you're telling me that's not that's not such a perk. That's kind of a drawback. Well, there's a little bit of both on that. So you're still good. The okay. youthful Tim. All right. <sighs> okay. You're good. You're good. We're giving out smiles that you can wear all day. This is Rise Up on Family Life. It's a treasure what we have in Jesus. I mean, we have his words from Scripture. They're comforting to us. Yes, Jesus' words are truly comforting. If we know what truly comforting means, because something that occurred to me, I was thinking about this the other day. Jesus does say, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. It's in right. Matthew 6. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad you said that because now I don't have to worry about my life. Well, one sentence before, he also says, you cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, do not worry about right. your life. So if I'm focusing on the don't worry part, oh, that's good. I don't have to worry. But I'm maybe interpreting it as don't worry about how you live your life. Mm. That's, that's not what Jesus is telling us not to worry about. If I'm letting my hope rest in anything of this world, anything about my circumstances other than Christ, then those words aren't really going to be a comfort to me. Mm. He's not my comfort when he's not my everything. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. It has been said by some, sometimes by many, that uh, <laughs> politics at some point can uh, stinks. Politics stink. <laughs> oh, they can't. It can't. Politics can yeah. stink. Mm -hmm. can. Especially this time of year, I think mm -hmm. we're thinking about that a lot. But have you mm -hmm. ever thought what it smells like to smell presidential. Hmm. I was just reading about this U.S. fragrance company that's actually been around longer than America has officially been a country, Wow, which is crazy. It's the Caswell Macy Company, mm -hmm. and they have actually been the favorite fragrance of four U.S. presidents. And when you hear the list, you're going to be like, whoa, that's kind of a big span. Like George Washington, first of all, uh, he was the first one. I thought he smelled <laughs> like a cherry tree, but that's that could be a whole different story. No, it was more like a, an orange uh, spice kind of oh, vibe. Wow. And they still make the fragrance that he liked in a soap. And then there was Dwight Eisenhower, Abraham Lincoln, wow. and John F. Kennedy. And wow. I was like, that's like such a span, like George sure. Washington to, to <laughs> yeah. JFK. And, you know, and you're kind of like, well, I wonder what the president smelled like. Well, you can know, you know, because you can get these fragrances from this company. But it, it got me thinking about the, the smell that we carry, especially during the political season. Second mm. Corinthians 2 tells us that we are a fragrance of Christ, the way that we act, the way that we talk, 
the yard signs that we put in our lawn, right. they all tell the world around us if mm. we stink or if we smell like Jesus. <laughs> May the blessings of the Lord be with you in all that you do today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. It's good news or is it bad news? Well, oh. I think it's a matter of perspective. I'm always intrigued by what, the, now again, it's what the world says is successful, but hmm. getting successful, hearing from successful people, ultra successful people, like at the top okay. of whatever field they're in, and I'm curious about how they think or or what their process is and going about their craft, whatever that craft is. Now, again, Jesus is the standard, but right. it's still interesting to me to hear what people of the world think and how they go about it. I was listening to one very successful person, doesn't matter who it is, or it was in the sports field, but he said... He said there's a story that he clings on to, a story, whether it's true or not, about a Chinese farmer who had one horse. He only owned one horse, and that was, okay. his, that was his thing. And all of a sudden, the horse got out of the pen and disappeared, <gasps> and he lost it. All right. And his friend said, oh, I'm so sorry you lost your horse. And he went, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, the horse came back. But not only did the horse come back, 10 other horses came back with us. So now, instead of just owning one horse, he owned 11 horses. And wow. his friend said, that's fabulous. It's great news. And he said, Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then his son, teenage son, got on the horse and bucked him off. And the son broke his leg in multiple places. Right. And his friend said, oh, that's so bad. That's awful. And he goes, maybe. A few years later, when they had a draft for their war in their country, mm-hmm. he, the son, the son w- couldn't fight. Right? Couldn't fight because he yeah. was severely injured. And his friend said, oh, that's fortunate. And he goes, maybe. But the point of the whole thing is, he goes, we, in our own little human minds, right. our own little minuscule human minds, think, whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. that it's good or bad, when we really don't know. Right. We don't know the whole picture. And mm-hmm. I see that as God seeing the whole picture. So no matter what you're going through, maybe it's something good, and, and good things are should be celebrated. Right. We still don't know the whole story. Or if it's right. something bad, Yeah. I mean, yes, we can have that feeling of sadness, but we don't really know what God's doing in the midst of everything. So is it good news, right? (laughs) Is it good news or bad news? Maybe. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. 